0: Our scripture reading this morning is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. And our message today is entitled Sanctification Old Self Versus New Self. And this is the Lord's Word. Now, this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. as God in Christ forgave you. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. Good morning, everyone. Once again, let's just say hello to one another. Just look around and just wave your hand, say hi. It truly is good to be with brothers and sisters in Christ. One of the reasons that I truly love this church is because when we see one another, we don't simply see people in seats. We see people that we know and people we long to know. We see their history. We see our own history with the people around us and we don't see perfection. We don't see a desire to simply be, how should I say this, to present ourselves in the best light. But we see brokenness that has been covered by Christ himself. I remember one time when I went to Korea with my wife And we went to one of those big Korean churches uh, for English service. And hearing the the praise team, they were perfect. Too perfect for for me. (laughs) And I remember saying to her and saying to myself, I missed the mistakes that our young praise team made. Why? Because I knew who they were. And I knew their hearts and I knew what Christ was doing in them. There's a joy in gathering together, brothers and sisters, and being known. There is a joy in walking with the Lord together as God's people and spurring one another on towards love and good deeds. Not to present a better facade, but to present Christ in his fullness that we can turn to one another and say in our mistakes, in our errors, in our sins, I see Christ in you.
1: This is the goal of our
0: sanctification. This is the goal or purpose of what it means to be a church in the Lord. This is the currency that we work with when we are up in heaven with God God will look upon us and ask a simple question why should i let you in and our response theologically correct should be because Jesus died for me and Jesus loves me and i love Jesus but also scripture talks about rewards in terms of how we ourselves have have tried to, to become more like him, to try and do things to bring his kingdom into fruition. And the Lord will say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant.
1: This is the currency that we work with. This
0: is what the church is about. And so as you look around And you look at the people here at CCPC. Our currency is Jesus. Our currency is the love of Christ flowing through us. Our currency is our desire to see Jesus magnified and known in our relationships and among our relationships as well. Here in our passage today, there is a reminder to us of what it means to grow in the Lord. If you were here last week, you remember that the Holy Spirit is the author of our sanctification. In other words, the God who saved you is the same God who sanctifies you. The God who justified you is the same God who will grow you in holiness. It's not two separate acts. The act of salvation is very simple. The Holy Spirit has been given to you. It's a miracle. It is, as scripture defines it, the Holy Spirit is like the wind, going to and fro. But But we know that the Holy Spirit brings life. Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit was hovering over the waters and the Spirit was present in the creation of the world. And in the same way, the Spirit is present in the second creation, the spiritual rebirth of you and I. The Holy Spirit lives and dwells in you. And when the Spirit does that, the Spirit doesn't simply say, I will save you. And then say to you, okay, the rest is up to you. The rest is up to you. The Spirit's not here just to open your eyes to the sinfulness of your sin, to say, all right, now that you've seen how bad things are, the rest is up to you.
1: Our God is not evil. Our God is not a
0: sadist. Our God is wholly good, wholly pure, wholly loving. And so the spirit that enters into you gives you the wholeness of salvation. What we like to say in, in theology, all the benefits God has put to you. You are justified. You are You have the new birth in Christ. You are justified by faith. You will be sanctified. You will be glorified. You have adoption as sons and daughters of the living God. You have a new family here before you as brothers and sisters, and so forth and so forth. All of that has been given unto you. And so last week we talked about very briefly that it's incumbent upon us to know and to understand that even our holiness It's not by our own strength, but by God's gracious gift to us. Galatians 5.25 simply says it this way. Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is doing something in you. Just keep in step with the Spirit that is changing you and transforming you. God is good.
1: And God continues to work in us and continues to work in
0: you. So let us not sort of raise our hands to the Lord and say, Lord, I am doing so well for you. I am growing so much. But simply say, God, my growth in you, whatever it may be, is by your grace and your grace alone. Thank you for giving me the strength to follow. And thank you for letting me see the fruits of your spirit working in and through me. All glory goes to you. All glory goes to you.
1: Because I dare say, even in our present
0: state of having the Spirit within us, we still know that there is a battle in our hearts for God himself. And this we will explore today here in Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 17 through 22, 22. First speaks about your former way of life, your new way of life. Before the Spirit came into your life, you were dead in your sins. You used to walk in the way of the Gentiles in the futility of your minds. You were darkened in your understanding. You were alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that was in you due to the hardening or the hardness of your heart. Paul here is, trying, is making an argument of what it means to be someone who knew Jesus and someone who doesn't know Jesus. Those people who do not know Jesus at this point, he's, he has one argument here. There's many other arguments in, in Romans and other places, but he, he has this one argument for the church in Ephesus, is that the reason that you used to be futile is because you did not have understanding You did not have the truth of the world or the truth of the Bible in your hearts or in your minds. You did not understand what was happening. And because of that, you just walked in the ways of the world. This is important both for uh, understanding what we used to be, but also understanding what we need to do in the future, what we need to do now. You see, when we don't know Jesus, or when we want to walk away from Jesus, it's not simply our emotions gain the best of us. It's because also that our understanding or our knowledge of God has been darkened, that we don't see, that we don't understand. Now we're not talking about simple knowledge itself that we can read in the book and repeat but we're talking about a deep knowledge of God himself. Some of you here love music. And you will listen to music. And you you have an understanding of what you like and what you don't like. And, And you enjoy it. You can enjoy it. But then along comes a musician who hears things that you can't hear. Here's melodies that you can't understand,
1: and you look at them and you go, "You're hearing a music that
0: I don't hear." Or when Tiger Woods came into the scene, all the golfers said to to, to the reporters, "Tiger Woods plays a game that I'm not familiar with. It's something beyond anything." that I understood about the game. You see, those of us who, who do not know the Lord, we might understand that there is a, we might understand, okay, there is a creator. That's what the Bible teaches. We may understand that I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm a bad person. Okay, that's, I can go with that. I just go to social media and I can, I can find that. That's, that makes sense. Where we're evil people. And I can understand that, okay, there needs to be something to help me out of this because feeling this way is not a good thing.
1: And you can understand even that, okay, Christianity
0: has a solution to this. But until your heart is changed and you come to a deep understanding that these truths are mine, that this knowledge has come into my heart. My heart is no longer hardened to these truths, but that these truths belong to me and are essential to who I am.
1: Until that happens, there is no way that you can grow in the Lord. This is good
0: news, not bad news. Some people will say to me, this is bad news, Pastor Young. You tell me I can't change until I am changed. Then what am I supposed to do? I feel helpless, hopeless. You're telling me that I cannot become a better person or become more like Jesus until Jesus has changed me, until my futile thinking, my hardness of heart is, 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 is transformed by his grace and his mercy, by his spirit. Isn't that bad news, Pastor Young?
1: That's good news. The good news is that you can't do it. And the good news is that God will do it. And we cling to him. For he alone
0: can change our minds. And so once you've learned the truth of the gospel and the Spirit has come upon you and you you grab him with with all your life, there's something different that happens. You have a new perspective, a new worldview on what the goals of life truly are. The Westminster Shorter Catechism question number one seems an answer number one seems pertinent to you. I'm here to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Oh, wow, that's a...
1: That's, that's, that's me. That's my life goal. But Paul says here something interesting.
0: Is that once God changes you, what happens now is that there is a battle that starts for your heart. And I know for a lot of Christians, this is really hard to really understand. It's really hard to, to reconcile because we hope, especially many of you we are, are we're, we're very much young people. We want heaven now. Jesus, you saved us. I want everything to be right in my life now. Isn't that what you promised, this everlasting life? I want all of that now. I want to be that person that can love perfectly now. I want to be that unselfish person now. And oftentimes we rightfully, we we pray to the Lord, Lord, please change me perfectly now. Help me now. And God does to an extent.
1: But you know and I know
0: that if we think deeply about the motivations of our hearts, they're never perfect. And so down the rabbit hole, we continue to go. And we become despondent upon our faith. There's two things that Christians usually do that, that, that I've seen. One is they give up on this life and they go, I guess I just got to wait for heaven. I guess I'll just sit in the pews, just do my best, twirl my thumbs. I love you Jesus but this is I guess this is the best that he gets and I'll just wait for you to come resignation I'm not going to try anymore to be more like you I'm not going to try to love complete resignation the other thing that, that, that people do is they get really disappointed they try really hard. And at first, what happens is that you start to see that, you start to convince yourself that you're getting holier and holier. But then as you, as you walk that, that path, you start to realize you're not walking God's path. You're walking the path of the Pharisee. And that the standards that you have for holiness are no longer God's standards, which brings glory to Him, but they become your own standards. My standard of love, my standard of joy, my standard of of generosity, my standard for all of these things.
1: And you forget God.
0: But God says something here about sanctification that's important when he says to us to put off our old self and to put on the new self and to be, continue to be re- renewed in the spirit of our minds, God is telling us that this battle between the old self and the new self is actually a part of the health of the Christian person. Let me say that again. Your spiritual battles of trying to put off the old self that is trying to live for yourself and to put on the new self That's to live for Christ, that battle is a sign of health and a sign of life. Instead of looking at it and saying this is a curse, instead of looking at it and saying this is too hard, you need to look at it and say, this shows me that I'm alive in Christ, that I can wrestle well with wanting to be like him and knowing that I fail, knowing that there are going to be times where I'm going to be selfish and I'm going to fail and I need to repent, and knowing the times that even though my motives may not be pure, I could still bear the fruits of love, joy, peace, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control and see God and Jesus work within that and rejoice in that. And that both of these will live inside of me until the Lord comes back. That is not a curse by the Lord. That is a sign of his grace and his mercy to you. And so we strive to be present in that battle, to be present in that fight putting off, putting
1: on, fighting sin, striving towards holiness.
0: There's a saying that, you know, I've seen posters all over the place that says something like this, right? Um, Only dead fish swim downstream. Right, That it's the living fish that swims upstream. But the living fish that swims upstream, it's struggling, it's fighting. Why? Well, especially for the the salmon, they're trying to get up to, to spawn. But it's a dead fish that just goes with the flow.
1: You yourselves are alive in Christ, and you are walking towards heaven. Walk joyfully in the battle that God has given you. And know that the Lord has made you alive.
0: Now, this journey of sanctification, brothers and sisters, I wish I could give you a flowchart of exactly what that looks like. I wish I could do a personal assessment of each and every one of you and tell you exactly um, what challenges you're going to face and, and which are the things that you need to put off and which are the things you need to put on i wish i could share with you the intensity of each one of those things in your life each and every moment i can't i, I wish i could i can't even do that for myself
1: but i know this the spirit is in you The Spirit protects you.
0: The Spirit grows you. The Spirit is there to show you that Christ loves you. And the Spirit will guide you
1: if we just keep in step.
0: Here we are, CCPC. A church that Knows each other pretty well and for those of you who are here we wish to know you well as well we wish to know all the difficulties we wish to know all the darkness that we may expose the love of Christ we seek as a church to be sanctified not only as individuals but as a church as a whole We seek to see Christ's name written as we interact with one another, love one another. We seek to hear people say to us, this church is kind of weird. Well, what do you mean it's weird? You guys sort of just like talking about
1: Jesus. Well, well what do you
0: mean by that? It's like, well, it's just you talk about Jesus or what he's done all the time. That's like a part of who you are. And yeah,
1: that's good. That's good.
0: God sanctifies us. Trust him. Let me say that again. Trust. Him. He has brought us this far. Trust Him. Walk with Him and He will bless. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, the gift of salvation is more than just a ticket to heaven. The gift of salvation encompasses our whole life and our whole being. There's not one aspect of who we are as people, as creatures, that is not touched by your salvation. You meet every need, and in fact, you exceed them, Lord God. We ask of you, Lord, to help us trust in you in these trying times. Growing in you is not easy. And your Bible never taught that it's easy. But your word does teach us
1: that it is worth its weight
0: in gold. That to have Jesus in our lives is more precious than silver. More precious than the most precious stone that there may be. And so help us, Lord, as individuals, as married people, sons and daughters, fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, as friends, as bosses, as workers. Help us, Lord, to follow you and to love as you have loved us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.